Do you sometimes get the sense that debates about America's role in the world are predictable and often disconnected from reality? Our new podcast tries to change that. None of the Above offers new ideas to help confront America's global challenges. Subscribe to None of the Above today. Hey there. If you have diabetes, listen close, because your ears could help your eyes. Excess sugar could lead to eye damage and vision loss, or even blindness, and you might not notice it first. Remember, now is the time to get your eyes checked. Eye care is especially important with diabetes. See a path forward with actions and potential treatment options that may help your eyes and protect against vision loss. Visit nowic.com and take charge of your sight. Brought to you by Regeneron. Welcome back to hour number two of the Let Freedom Ring podcast. Hello, good morning to everyone just tuning in. You are listening to the youngest radio show in the country, Let Freedom Ring. And we have Marjorie Taylor Greene coming on in a few minutes. But before she comes on, I wanted to, to give you a little preface. So I, I was reading CNN because it's important to read everyone. Actually, I was on Drudge Report and it, it had this and I figured I should read it. January 6th committee to ask telecommunication companies to preserve phone records of members of Congress who participated in, quote, stop the steel rally, CNN. It goes, the House Select Committee investigating the deadly January 6th riot is set to request that a group of telecommunication companies preserve the phone records of a group of GOP members of Congress and former President Donald Trump, as well as members of the Trump family who played some role in the Stop the Steal rally that served as the prelude to the Capitol insurrection. The records request is the first step in the committee's investigatory process and could signal the direction they plan to go when they first call the witnesses. It is unclear what means the committee will use to compel the telecommunications companies to cooperate with their request. The committee does have subpoena power, but requesting the information, especially from members of Congress, could be a lengthy legal battle. Yeah, of course, because everybody has constitutional rights to privacy. The committee decided against making public the names of the lawmakers whose records they are targeting, three sources told CNN, but multiple sources familiar with the committee's work have, have confirmed to CNN at least part of the list, including many members of Congress included in the request. According to the sources, this group was targeted because the committee concluded each of these lawmakers played some role in the Stop the Steal rally. They either attended, spoke, actively planned, or encouraged people to attend. The list is said to be evolving and could be added as the investigation steps up. As of now, it includes Representative Lauren Boebert, Jim Jordan of Ohio, Andy Biggs of Arizona, Paul Gazar of Arizona, Mo Brooks of Alabama, Madison Cawthorn of North Carolina, Matt Gates of Florida, Louis Gomert of Texas, Jody Heiss of Georgia, Scott Perry of Pennsylvania, and our guest in a few moments, Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia. In addition to their connection to the rally, the group also present, represents some of former Trump's most loyal supporters in Congress. Ding, ding, ding. That's the reason why many of these people are being are being penalized, are being asked to to have their communications tabbed, many of who continue to peddle Trump's false claims about the 2020 election. Many of these members also voted to object the election results on the day of the insurrection. This is why. It, it's not because the CNN and the rest of the MSM and left hate Republicans, hate anybody who could have thought about voting for Trump. They even hate the Republicans who voted for Biden, but then voted for Trump down the line. But no, no, it's fine. It, it, really, it's fine. A spokesperson for the select committee declined to comment on the lawmakers and members of Trump's family included in the preservation of records request list. Select committee, 
Select Committee Chairman Benny Thompson, a Mississippi Democrat, previously said public that the committee would be asking for the phone records of, quote, several hundred individuals in addition to the members of Congress. CNN has learned the committee will also request the records of former president be preserved, as well as his daughters Ivanka, Donald Trump Jr., and Eric Trump, as well as his daughter-in-law, Lara Trump, Kimberly Guilfoyle, who is Donald Trump Jr.'s girlfriend and worked on the campaign. While asking for the phone records of these individuals may not come as a surprise, there is one notable name not expected to be included in this group request. Sources say House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy's name was not included. McCarthy notably spoke to the former president during the height of the riot. The contents of that call are expected to be general interest to the committee. Thompson has repeatedly not ruled out calling McCarthy to testify in front of the committee if that is where the investigation leads. That doesn't mean that the committee will never request these records. They're just choosing not to at this stage of the investigation. CNN has reached out to the members of Congress on the list for a reason, but Republicans have already reacted negatively to the prospect of the committee requesting this information. Representative Jim Banks, who McCarthy originally picked to serve as the ranking member on the committee but was turned away by Speaker Pelosi, sent Thompson a letter on Friday warning him against taking this step. He said, quote, Rifling through the call logs of your colleagues would depart from more than 230 years of congressional oversight. This Indiana Republican kept going by saying, this type of authoritarian undertaking has no place in the House of Representatives and the information you seek has no conceivable legislative purpose. Jordan, who is among those whose records the committee is requesting, last week warned that there could be political retribution. I have nothing to hide, he said, but added that if they cross the line, Republicans will keep asking questions about their Democratic colleagues. Mo Brooks, congressman from Alabama, tweeted later, the, later morn, Monday morning, hashtag socialist and Pelosi Republicans, Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, all of our favorite representatives, want to seek my phone records. Three results. One, total waste of taxpayer money. Two, boredom for who the hell ever has to look at my records. Three, Russia collusion hoax 2.0. Why not subpoena socialists who support Black Lives Matter and Antifa? Joining us now to talk about it more, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Congresswoman, thanks for coming on. Yes. Hey, Nick. Um, Thanks for having me. I'm Congresswoman from Georgia's 14th District. Uh, Proud to represent Northwest Georgia and happy to be on your show today. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I saw this article on you. I had to to bring you on. Uh, What does it feel that some of your colleagues uh, and one of the one, I guess the chairman's a Democrat from Mississippi. I didn't even know they had Democrats in Mississippi. What does it feel that they're trying to, I guess, subpoena your your, your records, your phone records? What, What is that? How does that feel? Well, it's a violation of my rights. It's a violation of the Fourth Amendment. I mean, here we're watching. uh, Well, what they're doing actually is they developed a playbook, and we saw it over the past four years. Uh, It's exactly what they did to President Trump and and many of the people that worked for him and his administration and anyone that was linked up with him during the Russian collusion uh, conspiracy investigation. They just would dig and dig into anyone's life they were targeting and try to create crimes from the information that they were able to find. And this is why they're always wanting Trump's tax returns. This is why they're digging into people's emails and contacts and financial, uh, any kind of financial investment or business dealing they have because the Democrats don't have a crime to charge us with because we've done absolutely nothing wrong. Um, myself, along with Matt Gates and Jim Jordan and Lauren Boebert, Madison Cawthorn, Mo Brooks, Jody Heiss, Scott Perry, uh, all the names that were named there, 
we we haven't done anything wrong. We didn't cause the riot on January 6th. As a matter of fact, we had nothing to do with it. And actually, we were basically victims of the riot itself because we were in the House chamber when it happened, and we had to be evacuated and taken to safety. So it's absolutely preposterous for them to try to link us with anything to do with the riot. Um, but this is what they do. They've created this playbook, and now we're going to see uh, Witch Hunt 2.0, Witch Hunt 2.0, where they're violating our rights to privacy by going after our phone records. Uh, it's, it's an illegal search and seizure, which is, is another violation of our rights. And it's preposterous. Um, you know, it's when Democrats, they're not really against riots. They're, they actually love them. I mean, look at what they did over the past year with the BLM and Antifa violent riots that were all over the country in cities across America causing billions of dollars of damage, um, destruction to businesses, attacking federal buildings, tearing down federal monuments, taking over police precincts, and actually killing people. So you see uh, the Democrats and Nancy Pelosi actually support riots. It's us, the Republicans, that are against them. And we didn't have anything to do with the riot at the Capitol on January 6th. Um, so I'm very angry about it. I'm very angry about it. You can't, you can't decide someone is guilty and declare them guilty of a crime they didn't commit. And that is what they're doing to us as members of Congress. Yeah, I think you're 100% right. It doesn't make sense if you were somehow, if, you, if I was going to have a crime happen at my house, I would at least make sure I wasn't there you know, when somebody was going to break in, it makes a hundred percent sense. It also makes sense that they're trying to bring this up to try to take, you know, try, try to take stuff away from uh, Afghanistan. Now you have filed articles of impeachment already on, on president Biden. Is that correct? Yes, I have. I've filed actually four different articles of impeachment. The first one I filed on the day he was inaugurated uh, for abuse of power when he was president uh, or I'm sorry, vice president of the United States. Uh, with his involvement with his son, Hunter, and his brother, um, James Biden, and the way that he used his position uh, to power and facilitate business deals. And then he actually openly, uh, uh, in an interview, admitted to harassing and targeting a certain prosecutor that was going after his son, Hunter. So he, this is a man that's already demonstrated his willingness to abuse his position of power just to get what he wants and to protect his son. Uh, the second articles of uh, impeachment I intro introduced was last week, and that was um, that Joe Biden uh, went against the SCOTUS ruling for the eviction moratorium, and that's absolutely an abuse of power and an overreach. Uh, and then I was proven right when SCOTUS just ruled again last week that the eviction moratorium is wrong. Uh, the, the third set of articles of impeachment is about the border, which is a true crime. And he has created a national security crisis. Uh, you know, he's guilty of treason, basically, by giving aid and comfort uh, to enemies, people that are illegally uh, and breaking the laws to enter our country, selling drugs, human trafficking. Joe Biden has opened the doors to America at the southern border, and that's why I introduced articles of impeachment there, uh, basically putting the life of every American at risk. And, and now with Afghanistan, known terrorists will be coming into our country, and it's easy for them to do through the southern border because of Joe Biden's border policies. The fourth set of articles of impeachment is on the complete failure and dereliction of his duties as president of the United States and commander-in-chief. Uh, in Afghanistan, 
leaving an uh, American stranded, thousands of Americans stranded in Afghanistan, which is actually happening right now. And it's so heartbreaking. Um, Afghan allies, uh, SIV holders, turning, turning his back on all of them. Um, and, and even putting Afghans in front of Americans, you know, there's been over well over 100,000 Afghans have been taken out of Afghanistan, but we're up to around 6,000 Americans have, have been taken out of Afghanistan. And that is the complete dereliction of duty. He also armed the Taliban, fully equipping the entire nation under the, the radical Islamic Taliban by leaving billions of dollars of military equipment, high grade top-notch, incredible American military equipment. He gave it to the Taliban, and that is a complete dereliction of duty. He's armed our enemies. You could even call that treason. And then just just the complete betrayal of our allies. What country is going to trust us anymore throughout the world? Um, shaming America, uh, demoralizing our military, and so much more. And that's what the fourth articles of impeachment that I introduced on Joe Biden for. Well, we definitely, and, and you know, when you when you put the first one in on January twentieth, I was like, I agree with it, but it's not going to go anywhere. But I'm, I'm I am starting to please to see some of your colleagues on the House, uh, so on the Republican side of the aisle, at least kind of start to back up with you. So I know I got to let you go. I know you're I know you're busy today. Obviously, being a congresswoman, at least you don't have to worry about committees anymore, right? You can do more work for the American people. I think you said. Um, is there anything else that, uh, that you want to send a message out to my listeners, maybe how they can put pressure on maybe some swing votes in the house on certain bills, uh, anything at all? Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of committees, Republicans don't get anything done on committees because Democrats are controlling them and do not care what Republicans have to say. Something I've been doing that people don't know about is I've been calling for recorded votes ever since I lost my committee assignment. I sit on the House floor and call for recorded votes. That puts Congress on record. You see, most bills passed in Congress are, are passed with a voice vote with only a handful of members in the chamber actually saying yay or nay, uh, not using their voting card, and it's not being electri- electronically recorded. So Congress is on record. I encourage everyone to look up their rep's uh, voting record or any other rep's voting record. And you'll understand who they are and what they're really about, not just the words that they speak. I encourage anyone to call Congress, uh, 202-224-3121. That's 202-224-3121. You can ask for any member of Congress you want to speak to and let them know how they need to be working for you as an American taxpayer. Hold Congress accountable and um Please ask my Republican colleagues and Democrats that that should be doing it, too, to sign on to articles of impeachment, that we've got to save our country from this man, that um, he's he's completely lost his mind and everyone can see it. But we also need to hold those under him accountable as well. They're all guilty of what's happened in Afghanistan, and they've got blood on their hands. I think you're 100% white. Congressman, thank you so much for coming on. Keep doing uh, the people's work up there in Washington, okay? Thanks so much, Noah. It's good to talk to you today. All right, bye. You know, Congresswoman Green is one of the most one of the most misaligned people in politics. Anybody who's ever actually talked to her, she's a very nice person. She's very upstanding. I've met her on a couple of occasions. Um, I do want to read. I, I, Noah Ring is giving you some life advice here in a moment. I want to tell you the ten times you should never wear look at your watch. Okay, number ten. That's your job. This is probably when, you know, when you're doing something that, you know, you don't want to be doing. You shouldn't look at your watch on your job. 
It will make you look bad to whoever's looking. They'll be like, oh, he doesn't want to be here. Uh, number nine, at your child's birth. Again, your wife will, uh, I guess this is probably for the husbands because I don't think the wives would have time to look at their uh, to look at their watches because they're a little more focused on, you know, all that stuff going on down there. Um, at your child's birth, you probably don't want to. Your wife would look at you like, what the hell are you doing? Number eight, at your kid's baseball game. Again, you want your kids to think that you're... Uh, that you're supporting me even if they're just in the dugout. I, I, I spent a lot of time in the dugout. I was not very good at the whole running thing, and uh, therefore I did bunt a lot when I played baseball. Uh, I guess I probably should just say, like, at your kid's sports game, though, to be honest. Uh, seven, during intercourse. Yeah, again, I mean, why are you even, if you're thinking about that during intercourse, you're probably not even, you know, just being honest, your, your partner probably should never talk to you again. Number six, on a first date. Again, definitely, unless it's something that's time-constrained, like, oh, we have to be here by this time. Yeah, probably shouldn't look at your watch. On your first date. Number five, at your kid's graduation. This one I might disagree with a little bit because, you know, I, I graduated in a class with like, you know, 600 other kids. I'd probably want to look at my watch and be like, all right, how long until let's t- try to make a guess because, you know, I'd be tired. I really do. Number four, at your wedding. Again, why do you even have a watch on at your wedding? It makes you look bad. makes you look like you're ready to get it out of there. Number three, at church. Yeah, no, Jesus is not a fan of that. Probably shouldn't do, probably should not do that. Um, it, it's not good. Number two. At your kid's recital. Again, I don't know whose kids are still in recitals, but uh, that's, you know, that's, I don't know anybody who's in a recital, but probably shouldn't do it. Number one, and most importantly, at the airport, while they are bringing out 13 coffins that hold the remains of the 13 brave soldiers whose deaths you're responsible for. That's the big one, right? I mean, you guys remember, I I mean, I wasn't alive, but I've watched in the past how they treated George Bush... 41 for looking at his watch during a debate. He looked at his watch during a debate to see what was going on, like what time it was, right? He looked at it for a second. Joe Biden looked at his watch while 13, I think it was 11, while 11 service members were being brought and being dignifiedly, they were having their dignified transfer. And we can correlate their deaths with his incompetency we can correlate their deaths with his, with his incompetency and, and to speak about this a little bit uh you know i've never wanted to even act like i was speaking for any of these people but this is uh this is something i saw on twitter uh just a second ago and i thought i'd have to show you guys um facebook disabled the account of shanna Kappel, mother of slain marine kareem nikau who was killed in Kabul, Kabul. This is what she had to say to Biden. This is uh, from Shauna Kappel. President Joe Biden, this message is for you. I know my face is etched into your brain. I was able to look you straight in the eyes yesterday and have words with you. After I lay my son to rest, you'll be seeing me again. Remember, I am the one who stood five inches from your face, letting you know that I would never get to hug my son again. Hearing his laugh, and then you tried to interrupt me and give me your sob story, and I had to tell you this isn't about you, so don't make it about you. You then said you just wanted me to know that you know how I feel, and I let you know that you don't know how I feel. You don't have any right to tell me you know how I feel. Then you rolled your eyes in your head. There's some expletives in here, but I'm not going to read those. You rolled your eyes in your head like you were annoyed with me, and I let you know that the only reason I was talking to you was out of respect for my son, and that that was the only reason why. I then proceeded to tell you again how you took my son away from me and how I'll never get to hug, kiss, laugh with him again, etc., you turned to walk away, and I let you know my son's blood was on your hands, and you threw your hand up behind you as you walked away from me like you were saying, okay, whatever. 
you are not the president of the United States of America. You, you're not the president of the United States of America, Biden. Cheating isn't winning. You are no leader of any kind. You are a weak human being and a traitor. You turned your back on my son, on all of our heroes. You are leaving the White House one way or another because you don't belong there. My son's blood is on your hands, all 13 of them. Their blood is on your hands. If President Trump was in his rightful seat, then my son and the other heroes would still be alive. You'll be seeing me again very soon. By the way, as my son and the rest of our fallen heroes were being taken off the plane yesterday, I watched you disrespect us all five different times by checking your watch. What the bleep was so important, you had to keep looking at your watch. You're nobody special, Biden. American, Americans hate you. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll get to in a minute. Uh, what exactly we'll, we'll get to in a minute another reason why Americans are not too happy with Joe Biden and we'll talk about some other stuff and then we'll wrap up this hour but look I can only imagine what this lady feels uh, I was uh, I was listening to a clip of another of another mom calling into a radio show and talking to uh, th- their host and it was it made me cry it really did it made me cry because of what these people just gave up for this country. You know, many people say that they're, they sacrifice for this country, that they're defending our freedoms. And to many of them, maybe it's true. But nobody's given up more than those 13 Marines and their families. I once got disgusted when I saw somebody thank a, a senator for his for his service, he he had never served in the military, right? His service to the country. I remember thinking, what has he done? He sat in Washington D.C., said yes and no, and ultimately probably made the country worse. What has he done? What has he done? He has not bettered America one bit at his time being a senator. Joe Biden, Joe Biden has lost a son. That is true. He lost a son to a terrible brain uh, aneurysm, can't something. It was a brain, some sort of brain disease. Obviously wouldn't wish uh, anybody. But this mom, the difference is at least Biden knew it was coming. Bo was sick for years. This mom had to bury her Marine on a two day notice. This mom deserves whatever she wants from whoever she wants. Her son is the very best of this country. And the fact that Biden disrespected, literally, at the, the fact that Biden could even be interpreted as disrespecting it makes me know he's not fit to be president. I remember one time, Donald Trump stayed up until 2 a.m., 3 a.m., no media, to greet servicemen or to greet American citizens who were coming home from North Korea. You know who let them stay in North Korea? Well, the president before Donald Trump was Barack Obama and his vice president was Joe Biden. If Joe Biden didn't fight for American citizens then, why the heck do we think he'd fight for him now? Joe Biden will go down as one of the worst presidents. In American history. He really will. He will go down as one of the worst presidents in American history. Listen to this clip. Announced the completion of our withdrawal from Afghanistan 
in the end of the military mission to evacuate American citizens, third country nationals, and vulnerable Afghans. The last C-17 lifted off from Hamad Karzai International Airport on August 30th this afternoon at 3.29 p.m. East Coast time. And the last manned aircraft is now clearing the airspace above Afghanistan. We will soon release a photo of the last C-17 departing Afghanistan with Major General Chris Donahue and the U.S. Ambassador to Afghanistan, Ross Wilson, aboard. While the military evacuation is complete, the diplomatic mission to ensure additional U.S. citizens and eligible Afghans who want to leave continues. And I know that you have heard, and I know that you're going to hear more about that from the State Department shortly. There are still Americans there. Do you know who Joe Biden did get out when he wasn't getting Americans out? Because he got a fraction of the people he got out were Americans. A convicted rapist from Afghanistan that was deported by former President Donald Trump made his way back to the United States last week on an evacuation flight from the Kabul airport. I thought the Biden administration told us Afghans are being highly vetted before being brought to the U.S. So while Biden leaves American citizens behind, he still managed to bring back an Afghan rapist that Trump had already kicked out. No, but there's no reason. You know, that's what I'm hearing on the media. There's no reason why Republicans should be this worried about people coming over to the border. Coming coming over. These are these are people fleeing fleeing totalitarianism and theocracy. They want a better life. Yeah, he, he raped people. Okay? He's a convicted rapist. He got sent out one time. He shouldn't be here. But you know who should be here? The 13 Marines who died. They should be here. And they would be here. If Biden wasn't utterly incompetent, they would be here right now. That mother wouldn't have to go bury her Marine later this week. There are 12 other families who wouldn't have to go bury their Marines and soldiers and sailors later this week. What do we do? We kicked out the best president in a lifetime. To get a president who leaves our men and women behind. I've never served. I've never served. But I will tell you, every service member I've always I've always talked to about this tells me one thing. No man left behind. And if it came down to it, I would get on a C-17 and try to go help find Americans. Because you can't tell me right now that these Americans who just could make it to the airport are at Starbucks. No, they're hiding, and they're scared, and they just watched every U.S. service member who would have protected them leave. Many of them will probably never make it back to America. Why? Joseph R. Biden, America's sweetheart. But aren't you glad we don't have mean tweets anymore? Aren't you glad those are gone? America is so much better without those mean tweets. These Marines' blood, their death, their blood, it's on the hands of Joe Biden. But as long as we got this Afghan rapist in and we don't have mean tweets anymore, I'm fine with paying, you know, I, I'm fine with paying $3 a gallon. I used to pay $1.50 paying $3 a gallon. I'm fine with you seeing U.S. service members my age, roughly, die. Yeah, that's fine. No more mean tweets, right? The youngest Marine who died was my age. 
The oldest one was 10 years older than me, 11 years older than me. Young people die in old men's wars. Old men start the war and young people die. The United States pulled its last troops out of Afghanistan after 20 years in the region. But in doing so, Biden left thousands of American citizens and allies to die at the hands of Taliban and ISIS-K. Over the past few weeks, the U.S. has evacuated over 120,000 people from the country, but only 5,000 were Americans. The administration admits there are hundreds of Americans left behind, and on our final days in the country, none of them made it to the airport. Just two weeks ago, we were told there were more than 15,000 Americans in Afghanistan. Where did the other 10,000 Americans go? Over the last few weeks, Biden promised he would not leave Afghanistan until all Americans were evacuated. <laughs> That's something. If there's American citizens left, we're going to stay until they get out. Senator Cotton said it well. He promised the Taliban we'd be out by the 31st. He promised American Americans in Afghanistan he'd get them out to safety. He kept his promise to the Taliban. He broke his promise to Americans. I can't stress how dangerous it is that we left Americans in the hands of the Taliban. These are animals. Yesterday I saw photos of them in American helicopters that we handed to them flying around in Black Hawk helicopters. Hanging people. People hanging. Not hanging on, having fun, cowabunga, hanging from their neck. Biden is supposed to address the, the nation this afternoon, but honestly, I just don't even care. He, he needs to be impeached. Blinken needs to be impeached. This whole crew needs to be impeached. Because there's no reason why he should ever step foot near a White House again. He shouldn't be allowed to come to the vice presidential, former vice president golf trips at the White House. I don't even know if that's a thing. He shouldn't be able to go. He should be banned from getting chocolate chocolate chip ice cream. He needs to go. And we need to go from letting him there. If you know somebody who didn't vote for Trump, not because of policies, but because of personality, make sure you know that this is their fault too. Mean tweets were this bad. Mean tweets were this bad. Coming up on the next half hour, we have some great stories to talk about, but pray for us. Pray for America. We got a long three years ahead of us. It's get worse when Kamala takes over. Saw a report that said she's she expects she wants Biden to to resign based over Afghanistan. You see how they distance her so far, so this could be her fault. Couldn't even find the right border. What a disgrace. The only standards Democrats have are double standards. Thank you to Marjorie Taylor Greene for coming on earlier. Glenn Fittick's Riches 25 campaign aims to challenge the historically unitary and largely misinterpreted vision of wealth and what it means to live a life of riches that is commonly displayed in culture. Riches 25 breaks from the single malt scotch whiskey norm and helps redefine what it means to be rich. The launch of the Glenn Fittick Riches 25 is a curation of 25 individuals that challenge traditional notions of wealth and express an alternate idea of what it means to live a life of riches. For me, it's about fulfilling work and flexibility in my time and nobody breathing down my neck except for you, Jen. And when there's too much breathing, I reach for my Glenfiddich 23. I want it to be old enough to have its own scotch if it wants to. Skillfully crafted, enjoy responsibly. Glenfiddich 2021, imported by William Grant & Sons, Inc., New York, New York.